Welcome to Aviation Close Calls. Cautionary tales from pilots about things that went wrong, what they did, and the advice they have for others. These stories are brought to you by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, helping you learn from other pilots. A CASA close call. It never strikes twice. There's a difference between foolishness and being foolish. On this particular day, I didn't set out to be foolish, but by the time I landed, I realized there'd been a measure of foolishness, or at least naivety, in my decision-making. It was one of those days where VFR flying was out of the question, but the weather seemed by all accounts, both forecast and observation, to be relatively benign. As a newly minted grade one flight instructor, I was keen to be doing more than just the predominantly ab initio training I'd been doing for some time, and my colleague was keen to start their IFR rating, a perfect opportunity to take the newly acquired TB10 out for a whirl, we both thought. The flight from Canberra to Cowra was uneventful, and the VOR approach wasn't too challenging for either of us in a new type with a different panel and level of gear to what I was used to. However, it wasn't long before we were cruising to Young in solid IMC, fortunately in stratoform cloud with no turbulence or icing to deal with. Things became a bit strained during the NDB approach as I was fairly inexperienced in using a radiomagnetic indicator, RMI, and the workload was obviously high for the student, despite being an experienced grade two flight instructor with quite a few hours under their belt. My assumptions about both our abilities were beginning to be tested. Perhaps I sounded tentative, I'm not sure, but during the outbound leg of the approach, the student began to question my directions and at one point exclaimed that they were worried because this was the site of a recent RPT fatal accident during a night circling approach. Are you sure we're on the right track? Affirmative. Just listen to the instructions. We'll discuss later. I advised them to just focus on following my instruction and leave discussion of their misgivings until we were on the ground. Fortunately, we broke visual not long after turning inbound on the final approach. And to my students' delight and my relief, the runway was dead ahead. I found myself thinking this IFR training is not as easy as I thought it would be. We continued to the missed approach point and climbed away to set heading for Canberra. I felt I could relax again as we were in controlled airspace under positive radar control, heading home for a precision ILS approach. The students seemed to settle into a methodical and competent workload management cycle and had everything under control. I was no longer monitoring in an intense manner and my mind started to wander. Just before things quickly became undone, I remember thinking it had become particularly dark and subsequently shrugging it off. Suddenly, we were being thrown around like a cork in a rough ocean. I quickly glanced across to the primary flight instruments on the other side of the cockpit. To my horror, I saw we were in a steep bank to the left with the nose down and speed rapidly increasing. I shouted Taking over. and set about getting things back under control. Wings level, reduce power, gently pull back on the yoke and simultaneously hitting the transmit button and asking ATC for descent from 7,000, which we had already left, to 5,000 feet. Before long, it was all over and we were back in the cruise, albeit at a lower altitude, and I handed back to the student and began thinking through what had just happened. 
To my utter disbelief, within a few minutes, exactly the same thing occurred. Same rapid loss of control by the student pilot, and me quickly intervening to try and save the day. Taking over. You're in control. Once again, I requested a descent. Canberra approach. This time to the lower safe altitude for the route, which ATC cleared. I sarcastically responded. Yep, already found them. We soon broke visual, and I decided we had done quite enough IFR flying for one day and scrapped the planned ILS approach. We landed safely. And I remember it being one of only a few times in all my flying that I was very relieved to be back on the ground in one piece. On the other hand, my student enthusiastically exclaimed after shutdown that they had enjoyed the flight immensely and they were looking forward to becoming an IFR pilot. It was painfully apparent to me that neither of us knew what we didn't know. I suggested a coffee and chat might be in order so we could discuss the number of errors that had been made during the flight that had possibly come close to killing us both. Lessons learned. From then on, I was a lot less complacent with my advanced training and a lot more focused on being fully situationally aware on every flight, even before I left the ground. Thanks for listening to this episode of Close Calls, brought to you by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority. Refresh your knowledge before your next flight on our Pilot Safety Hub, whether it's tips on radio calls, situational awareness, weather, flight planning or runway safety. You'll find useful information at casa.gov.au slash pilots.